0: Welcome to Moments in Truth. I'm your host, G.T. Stikes. The purpose of Moments in Truth is to give you a few minutes of encouragement by providing simple truths from God's Word, identified and explained from a biblical worldview. Now today we are looking at Jesus going into Samaria and sitting for a chat with a woman as she draws water from a well from John chapter 4. If you have your Bibles and you can turn there with me, let's go ahead and turn over to John chapter four, starting in verse three. If you don't have your Bibles, don't worry about it. Just listen along. Starting in verse three, it says, he left Judea, speaking of Jesus, and departed again to Galilee, but he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. So Jesus left Judea and he headed to Galilee. But notice that he needed to go through Samaria. And just to clarify why Samaria is even mentioned is because the Jews and the Samaritans did not get along. In fact, many Jews in Jesus' predicament would have gone out of their way to stay out of Samaria altogether instead of going through it. Now, I'm sure all of you have heard about the Good Samaritan. One of the reasons that makes a Samaritan so good is that he took care of a Jew, which was something out of the ordinary. Now, I wonder when the text says that Jesus needed to go through Samaria if it wasn't because Jesus knew that there were some people that he knew needed to learn about what his forgiveness was all about. Now, considering the time, the text says that this is about the sixth hour. And according to the Jewish timetable, that is noon. But according to the Roman timetable, that is 6 p.m. Now, we don't know exactly which time it was, but I am more inclined to believe that it was 6 p.m. and not noon. And I have a couple reasons for that. One, no one drew water at noon. It was too hot to be out carrying the water around. Women would go out and draw water at the well early in the morning and later in the afternoon when it was cooler. And number two, After the woman talks with Jesus, she goes into the city and calls out to the men of the city to come and see Jesus. But typically, if it were noon, the men would be out tending to the flock or be in the fields. Well, look with me at verse 7. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well, and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst Or come here to draw. Now, the woman is surprised that Jesus is even talking to her since she has identified him as a Jew. And Jesus identifies that he can give living water. And the woman is surprised because the well is deep. How would Jesus even get water out of the well without a pot or something to get the water out with? But she doesn't understand what Jesus is saying. Jesus responds in verse 13 that whoever drinks of the well water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I give will never thirst again. Now think about this for a moment. Whoever seeks the pleasures of this earth is left wanting. They will continue to desire more and more. But for those who seek after God's spiritual blessings, God continues to give. And give, We never run in short supply. The only time that we run low is when we are not coming back to the Lord to be fulfilled, but seeking other ways, other distractions that this life has to offer. And how does the Samaritan woman respond? She wants to try Jesus's living water. Look with me at verse 16. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you have now is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where you ought to worship. And Jesus identifies That the Samaritan woman has had five husbands. And the man that she is with now is not even her husband. And the woman responds that Jesus must be a prophet. Now something in particular happens in verse 20. The woman seems to change the subject. Perhaps she is afraid of Jesus potentially being a prophet. Because what else might he know about her? Or perhaps she is feeling conviction. And to dodge the situation she switches gears. Now, regardless of the reason, we see her pointing out that the Samaritans worship on the nearby mountain, which was Mount Gerizim, and the Jews worship in Jerusalem. Now, it's important how Jesus responds starting in verse 21. Let's look at that together. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Now, in the Old Testament, we see that Jerusalem is set as the place to come and worship, the place with temples for worship, and the place where the Jews would gather for their biggest events for worship. However, a time was soon to come when Jesus would die on the cross. And when he does, a whole new covenant begins. And man can worship God absolutely anywhere in the whole universe. Now, in verse 22, Jesus says, You worship what you do not know. Now, Jesus is pointing out that the Samaritan worship is the wrong kind of worship. They worship idols and false gods. These are not things that God has ever approved of in worship. Jesus continues and says, Salvation is of the Jews. And this is simply to point out that the Jews have been called on by God to present God's message to the world, and also that Jesus comes from the lineage of the Jews. The Savior of the world comes from a Jewish heritage. Now, we know that for sure, because both Joseph and Mary were Jews, and Mary comes from the tribe of Judah. All right, Jesus continues in verse 23. Look with me there. Jesus says, But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Now, Jesus points out that the time is coming when those who have genuine worship will do so through Jesus. Because Jesus is the truth of God, and those who worship also do so in spirit. Now, this new form that God has opened to allow the Holy Spirit to come live within all believers and worship through him. Now, this is the only way that God can be worshipped in spirit and truth let's finish this event off with verses 25 and 26. The woman said to Jesus, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Now, the Samaritan woman picks up on what Jesus is saying and identifies that she knows that the Messiah is coming. And when he arrives, he will tell us what we need to do. And Jesus responds to her that he is, in point of fact, the Messiah. So, What are our takeaways? Well, I think we have two primary things that we can learn here from the life of Christ. Number one, nothing distracts Jesus from accomplishing God's will and finishing it well. Now, I know we've talked a little bit about this already during this series, but it's so interesting to see that Jesus doesn't care so much what the Jews' philosophies were or what the cultural tendencies were of the day, but he did care greatly about accomplishing God's will. Jesus doesn't do anything inappropriate to get the job done, but he's also not afraid to go wherever he needs to go to carry the truth forward. And I think that's a great reminder and a great encouragement for us today. God wants us to carry his truth forward. He will support us in that and help us to accomplish his will in sharing his truth with others. We don't need to limit ourselves or stop ourselves because of fear of the unknown or the fear of what others might think, or even the fear of going through unknown territory. We simply need to trust God and follow him. Now, how do we put our first item into practice today? Well, don't make your own plans for life without consulting Jesus first. Now, there are many today that include God in their plans. They'll lug him around like their Bible, and they set him on the shelf of life and grab for him when they need him. But this isn't putting him and his plan for our lives first. This is putting us first and hoping he's happy with it. This is us being distracted from what is most important. Let me encourage you today, if you have been distracted, you can change it all around and put God and His plan for your life first. And number two, we are not limited to our worship and prayer to a particular place or time of the day. You can worship God and you can pray to him anywhere and at any time. Now, this is a great truth to put into practice, whether you're laying in bed sick or whether you're flying in the air or even when you're driving in the parking lot looking for a parking space, you can pray and reach God and ask him for anything. Try it today. God promises us in his word that he hears those in his family and those who desire to become part of his family. Now, a great verse connecting to our prayer life to meditate and memorize is John chapter 14, verse 13 through 14. Jesus said, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, just to clarify the context of this passage, and we're going to study this one out in the future some more, but your prayers need to reflect things within God's will. For instance, if I pray for a fully loaded blue Dodge Ram TRX, that does not mean that God is going to give that to me. However, God will give me strength to fight my spiritual battles and provision to continue to do His will if I pray for it. Now, let me give you one other good verse to meditate on from today's text. John four twenty four. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. And this verse helps us to remember how we need to be worshiping God. Well, let me pray for you today. Lord and Heavenly Father, I pray for the listeners today, Lord. I pray that you would encourage them and that you would strengthen them as they go forward in their day. Lord, we thank you for the examples that you continue to give us in your word. And the examples even here today of Jesus making every effort to go out and keep moving forward to do your will. I thank you for that encouragement in our own lives. I pray, Lord, that we would go out and work hard to continue moving forward to accomplish your will for our lives. We also, Lord, thank you for the promise that we can pray to you anywhere and at any time. And the same thing for worship. We can worship you anywhere and at any time, Lord. And I pray that we would put those things into effect today. Help us not to be afraid to accomplish your will. Help us not to be afraid to pray anywhere that we are. Lord, and just give things over to you. I thank you for the encouragement that you give us through your word. And I pray for the listeners today that they would be encouraged and that these truths would ring true in their heart and in their mind, that they would use your word to go out and to be a blessing to others and to be encouraged today. In your name, I pray these things. Amen. Well, don't miss our next episode. We'll be finishing the rest of this event and look to see how the Samaritan people respond to Jesus' teaching. Well, thank you for listening to Moments in Truth with G.T. Stikes. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to today's podcast. We would love for more people to hear the truth of God's Word. You can help us reach more people by sharing, following, and subscribing to this podcast. Please be sure to check today's show notes for links to any additional resources, encouragements, and how you can help with this ministry.